yo, Cleveland Browns fans, the free agent frenzy is over, but we'll sign a couple more. Now it's time to turn to the draft. And we got Brian Bosard on this show. So, doggies, let's kick this off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to get your answer on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Today, we have a super cool episode lined up. We have special guest Brian Bosarge from draftcountdown.com. He's going to go through the Browns picks in this year's draft, tell us who he thinks are options, uh, who you think could be on the Browns uh, draft board. It's going to be insightful and funny. <laughs> I have a feeling I might not be here for it, but I think you guys will do a great job, and I'm looking forward to, to listening to it. Uh, before we get into that, though, I want to remind you guys to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Important, tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, we've been putting out a ton of content lately. You don't want to miss any of it, so please make sure that notification bell is tapped. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, Head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page, get access to the private Discord, you get uh, to talk to us all the time, which is, you know, really cool. (laughs) Uh, You get to play fantasy football with us when the season rolls around, dog pack member of the month all the time. Uh, Josh is cough, or uh, John's going to cough in my ear during my intro. So the professionalism on this podcast is This is is what happens when we're in studio together, right? It's just really going downhill. So we appreciate you guys sticking with us for going on four years now. This is the kind of professionalism you guys have bought into. Uh, And don't forget the t-shirt contest. Yes, the the dogspodcast.com slash win. Give you all the details you need, but get your entries in. Because like I said in the last episode, not a ton of people have entered so far. So if you enter now... Pretty good chance during the draft, your name's getting called. Yeah. Get the t-shirt, guys. First of all, it's free. Sweet. And it's sweet looking. It's it's an awesome t-shirt. Can we put it on the screen? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's going to be here somewhere. Uh, But yeah, so make sure you guys do all that. If you want more dogs content, join the dogs.com. Become a dog pack member. It's a ton of fun for everybody involved. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. As we mentioned, we've got Brian Bosarge from Draft Countdown here with us to break down potential draft targets for the Browns at each of their picks in the upcoming draft in April, which is right around the corner. Brian, how you doing today? Guys, I'm doing great. Uh, glad that y'all keep having a Bengals guy back on with the Browns podcast <laughs> oh, here, man. Oh, you got to throw it's, that uh, out right away. We're only to, like, one, man. The only one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brian, if you guys have not tuned in the last two years, it's been two years now, right? And This is the third year? So. So, that sounds right. Yeah, so the last two years we've had Brian on. He's done a great job. We mm-hmm. always just sweep the fact that he's a Bengals fan under yeah. the rug, just kind of forget about that for an hour or so. Um, AFC champ, whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll just dive into the Browns here. <laughs> I think everybody can forgive you since you're a draft expert. Actually, before we dive into the Brown stuff, do you just want to give a quick um, plug to what you do and how everybody can find you? Yeah, uh, you can go over to draftcountdown.com. We, we've got daily draft content going out there every day. Myself, uh, Shane P. Hallam, Brad Menendez, Miranda Wilhelm, we, we're pumping out content every day. We've got our, you can go to youtube.com slash the draft countdown. We, we go live every Wednesday night with our own podcast. And uh, coming up, uh, what 
about four weeks from Thursday, we're going to be live streaming the entire draft pick one to pick 259 on our YouTube channel. So anybody wants to check that out, uh, you know, when everybody else is tapped out after day one, we're, we're, we're just getting going. Well, that's pretty awesome. I know we're going to do night two, at least as much of it as we can before we, you know, fizzle out. <laughs> but it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, we're primarily going to be doing the Brown side of things. So you're going to be covering just kind of the entire draft in general, which would be really cool to tune into. We'll definitely tune into you guys on night one. Sounds good, man. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with it. Like I said, it's going to be a little, we did it last year. It's going to be a little bit different this year. Uh, I'm not going to go the whole distance. Uh, this time, Shane is gonna is gonna be there all the time. We're gonna have a rotating uh, group of guests come on. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good stuff. That sounds awesome. All right. So when we dive into this here, right now, as of this recording, the Browns have eight draft picks in the draft. After they traded pick forty two to the Jets for Elijah Moore, we've now got two third rounders, two fourth rounders, two fifth rounders, a sixth and a seventh. So what we'll do with you, Brian, and just so the listeners understand what we're doing here, we're going to talk about the third round picks first. And then we'll move into the fourth rounders, spend a lot of time on kind of those two rounds since there are higher picks in this draft. And then we'll just kind of gloss over uh, the four in the fifth, sixth, and seventh. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Now, I don't know about you guys, but before we get started, I am curious to get your opinion. The Browns traded that pick 42 for Elijah Moore. Do you think there would have been or could have been a receiver at pick 42 that the Browns I don't know, might have fit the Browns better than more, or was that the right move to make for a wide receiver at that pick? If you look at where Moore's going to project, probably going to be take a lot of those slot snaps, right? So you have to think that that's kind of the guys that Cleveland would have targeted there. You're looking at Josh Downs from uh, North Carolina, I think was probably the fantasy there, right? The, the dream pick uh, for Browns fans, I think, is the guy that got talked up a lot. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma is another that I think would have fit in there. Uh, I think Zay Flowers, Boston College, would have fit, but I don't think he, he would have been available at 42. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some other guys. I think Tyler Scott from Cincinnati is another guy, I think, uh, that they could have definitely looked at. But, yeah, I, I you almost feel that that was maybe not where they were going to go for sure, but it felt that that was the what they were going to use on that pick. So you you've got what Elijah Moore now was two years of cost basically cost control so yeah. to speak a low low dollar figure there to play your slot snaps because you're paying Cooper a lot of money so you know it, it it's a very very good move for them and if he fits in as like it takes to the offense you know it gives what you hope this as a bounce back from Deshaun Watson next year right so because if you get another year of that then you grossly overpaid <laughs> so. But, yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think it was worth giving up 42 for Elijah Moore. Okay. I mean, and that's kind of where we fell on it, too. Didn't feel like you'd get a guaranteed day one NFL-ready plug-in receiver at 42, which Elijah Moore is. He's he's played two years in the league. He's shown that he's got the talent to be on an NFL field. So we were really, really pumped about the move. Yeah, I agreed. I just uh, – the guys, like some of the guys you named, and even some of the guys we discussed yeah. – mm-hmm. I just didn't see them being there. You know what I mean? I think that they would have been gone off the board. Um, so for me, I'm like, hey, you get a starter and, you know, you don't have to worry about a development, a David Bell kind of guy that is this going to pan out? Is this not going to work? You know? Right. All right. So let's look at that 74th pick, our first pick in the draft in the third round. 
Who are some of the players? And I know you said that you've done a mock for the Browns, and I think that's coming out Saturday? Saturday. Right. Okay. Saturday. So go to draftcountdown.com, right? Is that where it's going to be? That's where it'll be. Okay. 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Check out the Browns mock on draftcountdown.com. And we're going to talk about it here a little bit. So spoiler alert. Pick 74, who you got pegged for the Browns? You know, I initially looked at this like, and I'm looking at the depth chart now, and then while they have made some signings, Dalvin Tomlinson, I think going to be more of the run-stopping nose. Uh, Jordan Elliott's been there, what, two years now? Has he done anything if yet? It, if it's been two, it's too, too long. Yeah, it's... Uh, you signed a couple other players like Mo Hurst and Tristan Hill this offseason. I still I, I still believe in Perry Winfrey. I don't think he got on the field a whole lot last year. He was a guy I was much higher on than fourth-round pick last year. So I'd like to see maybe he can develop a little bit. But I think, you know, that's going to be a spot that, that, that they maybe look at some of the guys that could be available there. And there's a couple of guys that could be on the board that I think would fit the role there. Zach Pickens from South Carolina is a guy I'm really high on. He's got a lot more upside than production uh, at South Carolina, former five, uh, five-star high school player coming out of uh, there. Jervon Dexter, bigger defensive lineman, uh, interior defensive lineman from Florida, 6'6", 3'10", uh, but tested phenomenally at the combine. So he's a guy there. But maybe you look to you know get a backup edge rusher, a guy that could develop a little bit. So uh, Andre Carter from Army is a guy – I, I think is is worth taking a flyer on just because of the production there, but he lacks strength. Like, and I mean, like, sorely lacks. 11 reps on the bench at his pro day, but if you watch the senior bowl practices, the one-on-ones, he got overwhelmed. And any time that an offensive tackle got his hands on him, he shut him down. It, so that's a bit of concerning, but the talent is there, and you get him there under uh, Schwartz, maybe develop him a little bit. You could it could pay huge dividends down the road, you know, for, for the Browns as a sub-package uh, rusher. Okay, yeah, I know we talked to um, Barry Shuck. He had mentioned Andre Carter from the senior poll. So you actually think he's going to be hanging around the third round? Because I've seen mocks where he's in the second round. I think I saw, this might have been a few weeks ago, he was yeah. like a first round. I don't know if that's going to happen now, but. So you think third round maybe for him, though? I, I had him in some of my earlier first-round box uh, this season because I, I just I believed in the talent. And the film, I mean, he looks good. You know, but Army, outside of playing Notre Dame and some of those teams there, he's not going against the best of competition. They played two FCS opponents this year as well. So, I, I like I said, I, I believe in his talent. And when he can use the speed to get around the edge and not let those big guys get on him, you see it, but you know that's obviously going to be an issue because if he doesn't have fundamental strength at the college level, what's going to happen to him at the NFL level when everybody is stronger than the college level? the The thing to look at it with with a guy like him though is when you go to a service academy, you have certain standards that you can't or certain criteria you can't go above. So that kind of hurts a player like that from you know having that weight room strength if you will yeah so it's something that i i i feel like he could develop but he his testing wasn't all that great either so i think that's what's going to push it down into the 74 and maybe even you know the second pick 98 that's i mean i i wouldn't hate it at 98 for sure i i mean it's a lot of value for a guy that you know we've we've joked around and talked about like going in the second probably shuck brought it up you know brought his name around when we were talking about that first that pick mm-hmm. 42 so 
Interesting. Yeah. And I, I, what you mentioned is very fair serviceman. Like you can't train year round for football. Like, you know, these other draft players can from these other schools. So there is a difference there. Yeah. I mean, these guys are all going to these training academies. Like as soon as the season's over, right? He doesn't have that luxury. He's got to be up at whatever six or five AM, you know, doing officer training. So it's not a luxury he has and which is why his testing numbers are, you know, lower than a lot of his contemporaries. Makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So we've got a couple defensive linemen here that you've listed. Were there any other positions that you looked at for the Browns at this pick? I'm not opposed to us um maybe a, a an extra corner here as well okay yep. uh, maybe not this early but i think it's something that you can you know look look to maybe a, a an extra nickel guy um i i don't know if he'll be available there but his testing his production is tremendous at utah clark phillips the third but i think his testing is going to push him down i don't know if it pushes him down this far um there's a couple other dj turner from michigan is another guy the fastest guy at the combine this year um, I think this is about the area that he could come off the board in, in the third round as well. And, you know, maybe a backup safety, yeah. you know, is something that you're looking at, some depth there. Someone like Sidney Brown or Jartavius Martin from Illinois, both those guys tested great. Uh, and this tight end class is deep. Do you want to get another guy to go with Njoku? Uh, I know you signed Jordan Akins, but I don't know what the terms of that deal was. Is that a lengthy deal? You know, maybe a tight end. Like, your, your roster is really good. If, if we're going to – an interior offensive lineman is another, like, a backup spot. So, basically, outside of maybe that defensive line guy, I don't know that you would be drafting anybody that's going to have a chance to start as a rookie. I think you're really just adding depth guys here. And, and this is going to be the story throughout this draft when we go through it, is your roster is really deep. You just need Deshaun Watson to take that uh, step back to where he was in Houston. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, as Browns fans, we're anticipating that to be the case. <laughs> I think that he got dealt a raw deal coming in as late as he did last year when everybody else was, you know, well into midseason form and he was barely in preseason form. So. We didn't exactly change our offense just for Deshaun either. So Yeah, there was a lot going against us there. It did not look pretty. I can't, <laughs> can't sit here and try to sugarcoat that. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Spring is in the air, and that can only mean one thing, spring grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS at checkout. Take advantage of this deal right now. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, and you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. So don't miss your chance to save big right now. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Get that additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. 
Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so we've got some D linemen, cornerback safeties. Um, were there any other receivers that you thought for the Browns at this, or is that kind of off the board now that we've gotten Elijah Moore? I think you can get if you're looking like this, like you're trying to get a receiver that think of it as you're going to need a guy that's going to contribute on special teams. Because he's not going to be one of your top three, right? He's not going to be above Cooper, Peoples Jones, or Elijah Moore. So you're going to need a guy that's going to help you out on special teams. I think that's going to be something that you're going to look at with one of those maybe fifth round picks, maybe one of the fours. So I I, I don't really want a receiver here, and I, I those those guys are plentiful on day three. Okay, excellent. Um... I guess before we jump off of 74 and go to 98, were there any other names here at this pick that you wanted to go over, or are we ready to move to 98? I think we can go to 98, because that's, that's kind of the, the guys. Let's try to see if there's any other interior defensive linemen. I don't think you're looking at a nose, right? I, d- I don't necessarily know that that's something that you're looking at. If you are, I think Siaki Iga from Baylor uh, could be on the board at pick 74 if it nose tackle is the interior defensive lineman that you wanted to look at. Uh, just a couple other edge rushers that could be there. Yaya Diaby from Louisville is is a guy. Uh, Byron Young from Tennessee. Other guys that could be available in that third round. Okay. Well, as we move then from 74 to 98, let me just throw one position at you, and you can place a guy at 74 or 98, whatever you want to do. But the Browns need to address the linebacker situation a little right. bit more right now. Is Are there any linebackers in this range that you think would be good fit? Absolutely. Uh, you can look at, uh, if you're looking for a speed guy that can cover, uh, especially in, in coverage, I really like Dayon Henley from Washington State. Uh, I, I think he was the best coverage linebacker at the Senior Bowl this year. He can fly. Um, Dorian Williams from Tulane, uh, six foot one, 228-pound, rock-solid guy. He also good at solid in coverage, but a great ta- uh, high High volume tackler at uh, Tulane. I've Owen Papo, tremendous athlete from Auburn. What was the last name? Papo. Okay. P a p p o e. And he was he ran in the four threes, four fours at the combine. Wow. For a I mean, he was a five star yeah. athlete uh, coming out of high school. Yeah, four four three nine official forty Jeez. for Owen Papo. Uh, coming out uh, with a 38 and a half inch vert. I'm sorry, 35 and a half inch vert and a 10 foot six broad jump. So, yeah, 9.3 uh, RAS score for uh, Papo there at the combine. Injuries, though, with him is the question. He he missed a lot of time at Auburn, so which is why he would be available normally. An, an athlete like that at linebacker would have gone much earlier, but injury history there at Auburn. Uh, and another five star player who did not test well I think is going to end up maybe into that fourth round area is Noah Sewell from Oregon uh one of the better linebacker prospects coming into this year but did not test was not very productive this year tested not so great at the combine as well but uh it 
but good good genes. His brother, uh, Penny Sewell, yeah. the offensive tackle for the Lions, sixth overall pick. So yeah. a guy who Stud. you know could be there would add ninety eight, maybe even one eleven. Okay. How about some? Well, you mentioned interior offensive line. You got some names there too. Interior offensive line uh, in the third round. Yeah, or were you thinking that would be more later on? You have some names there <clears throat> later on. I'm a low. Braden Daniels from Utah, I think, is a guy that he could go anywhere between the third and the fifth round. I don't really know how teams view him. <laughs> uh, I've got a third round grade on him. So uh, Luke Whipler, I think, is a center only from Ohio State. Uh, not sure he can help you at guard, uh, but Jared Patterson from Notre Dame can. He can play guard. He can play center. Uh, and probably the best tester at the combine, I think, could go in that late third, uh, fourth round area. So a, a target maybe at ninety eight or one eleven. John Gaines from UCLA is another guy. He, um, his testing numbers were phenomenal at the combine. Let's see. He, um, yeah, here we go. Uh, one six five ten yard split for him. Thirty two and a half inch vertical. Four four five short shuttle. At a ninety tested ninety six percent athlete. Wow. So John Gaines is a guy that you know I think could immediately uh, upgrade the depth if, if nothing else. I think that might be something you see Andrew Barry try to try to find as some sort of a, a depth a depth gem at the interior offensive line that can develop into that starter. Because I mean we just signed Ethan Posick, we got him for a couple of years, but the guards, yeah. you know, Batonio and Teller, while they're we love them, they're awesome. They're not getting any younger. And they're not getting any cheaper. Cheaper, yeah. Right? So Correct. I think here in the next couple of years, you're going to see they won't be here too, too much longer. So we do need to start getting a plan in place to replace those guys. Yep, 100%. Our offense kind of depends on that with Chubb and everything. So I do want to ask you, though, like with linebacker, if we were to go linebacker in the third round, uh, get one of those guys you mentioned, how much playing time are they getting year one? Or are they also just a developmental project? It, I guess it depends. I mean, are you looking for a true Mike here? You know, whatever you that might be Sewell or someone like that more than Henley. I think Henley's going to be that weak side backer that you just let go get him. But I think your true Mike linebackers, you're going to look for someone like Noah Sewell there or um, Dorian Williams. I think those are the guys that maybe even Henry Toa Toa from Alabama is another guy I think could be on the board uh, in that range. That would be that. You're your middle linebacker. I I would guess just because, I mean, we did bring back Anthony Walker for another year, but you know, he's still coming back from injury. Um, I think the Browns need to get, again, another you know plan in place. To, I, the position I'm hearing the most about from Browns fans is linebacker. I keep hearing about it. I mean, JOK is a fan favorite. We got Taki Taki and Walker. and JOK is definitely that coverage linebacker. He's – He's not your run stop yeah. plugger up the middle. He's not your Mike guy. So I mean, I it's think, a position I would like to see us address. Or we've kind of missed too. I mean, over the years on that. I mean, Phillips hasn't really. We always thought that he was going to be that fly and you know side to side guy. He hasn't really come into what we thought he'd be. Think about like Mac Wilson. Like, right. get excited about a guy coming out of like a school like Alabama that you're like, okay, here we go. This is a great you know great pick and. No, no. <laughs> I think if you had kept 42, that definitely could have been in play there as well with like someone like Jack Campbell from Iowa. Talked about who him. tested yep. like a freak and just 
racked up big tackles, but I do not see him being on the board at 74. Could be wrong. If so, maybe, you know, that's something, you know, you never say never in the draft. Right, right. And I will throw this disclaimer out there, just me personally, I do not foresee these being the picks the Browns end up with. Like you said, our roster is already pretty set, pretty deep. I don't think we need eight picks. I think that there will be some bundling and probably some moving up. If a guy like Campbell say he slips, you know, into the second round and, and he's getting maybe a little bit further, maybe we could swing a deal to get up there and grab a guy we like. Yeah, I mean, something like if Campbell starts falling into the late 50 range, you know, maybe you parlay 74 and 111 and one of these fives or something right. and go up and get your guy. It's like, what are the chances that eight of these guys are going to make your 53? Exactly. Right. I mean, Andrew so. Barry has kept all but one of his draft picks over the last three years, I believe. So you're right. There would We'd have to be making room for some of these guys somewhere. So I, I really do think that there is going to be some bundling, some moving, some packaging, like you said, and they're going to go get a guy. Yeah, I don't think they'll end up back in night one, but no. anything midway or through the second round, I think is fair game. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, were there any other names here in the third before we shift gears and go to the fourth round? Are we opposed to a running back in the third round? Like get that not <laughs> okay. No. So here's my thing is I love Nick Chubb and I think Jerome Ford is awesome. I think Jerome Ford has a really bright future in Cleveland. I really do. I just, the way that we're building our team and just what I'm hearing, and I don't, I'm not saying we're going to let Nick Chubb go, you know, at the end of next year or whatever, but I don't know if you can keep paying a guy that and also building all these weapons around Watson, but also keeping the line, you know, with guys on 65 million a year contract. I, so to me, get, I get as much depth that you have, you can get running backs always been a thing that we've talked about. Like, man, we're just loaded. We felt like, you know, it was always next man up All oh, Nick Chubb goes down. Well, Hey, Kareem will step up, but instead it's the Johnson or, you know, another guy. So I'm not opposed to it at all, brother. So I'd love to hear that. Name. Yeah. Well, what what do you name got? you got? Well, you figure like let's leave it. So let's let's say anywhere. Let's say in the third round or the fourth round, whatever guys that I think are gonna be there. Devin a chain Texas A and M, pure track speed. Yeah. I mean, one of the fastest. He was one of the fastest kids in high school in the state of Texas. That makes you one of the fastest people in in, in the, the country. country. Yeah. <laughs> Just them's the rules. Yeah, uh, I think Tajay Spears from Tulane okay. is a tremendous. He's a Three down, do it all back. Uh, I don't know what to make of Kendra Miller because he has no testing, and I don't know that we're going to get any. His tape is good, but he had the injury right before yeah. uh, the playoffs or in the playoff game, I think, against Michigan. So we don't know what is there. Same with Sean Tucker work from Syracuse. He's the best feat I've seen of any prospect in this running back in this in this class, but he's been injured throughout this the draft process here and where I gotta get any testing on him. Uh Zach Evans is a guy that, spoiler alert, may be on this mock draft to the Browns coming up <laughs> at some point Saturday. Okay. He was a uh home run hitter at TCU transferred to Ole Miss last year, where, you know, not his fault that they had one of the best freshman running backs in the country kind of sort of taking carries away from him. And um, but he's a guy I think they should story. Evan Hull from Northwestern uh, looked great at the Senior Bowl, looked great at the Combine. I think he could be available 
into day three, maybe fourth round or fourth round, maybe even fifth round. Uh, Tank Bigsby from Auburn mm-hmm. is a name that I, I've seen bandied about a lot in Brown's chats that I've seen. Uh, late third, maybe at 98, maybe 111 is where I, I would see him being a target for the Browns. Plus, he offers a kick return uh, ability as well. And just to be a counterpart to Nick Chubb, wouldn't it be fun for someone like Deuce Bond from Kansas State? <laughs> so quick, great hands, five foot, all five foot five of him, but he's a rock solid five <laughs> foot five. You know, so that'd be a guy that fifth round, maybe fourth round, and be kind of fun, right? It would be kind of fun. I mean, and Justin, you said it perfectly. I mean, the running backs a spot we always say like. We're good there, you know, next man up because I, our offensive line makes that possible. Right, exactly. And, uh, I mean, that first name you threw out there, A-Chain, I, I've heard a lot of great things about him. I think that because he's a, he's a good pass catching back too as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so pairing him up with a guy like Nick Chubb who's, you know, your, your north and south runner, your bruiser, he's going to go get the, the tough yards and then bring in this little speed guy that – Handing the ball, you know, you can do end arounds or throwing the ball. I think that that would be a nice matchup. I tweeted out during the combine that I've never been so disappointed with a four three two forty in my life as I was with <laughs> Devin H. Because I, I legit thought he was going to break John Ross's record. Oh, wow. I, I, I thought it could happen. I mean, if you take his 100-meter time from high school and however they calculate it, it translated to a four one nine forty. So I'm like wow. – I thought he could have got it, and he didn't. Uh, Keaton Mitchell from East Carolina, he's another guy. He's going to go later, fifth, sixth round. He's another little smaller back, but great speed. But coming back to A-Chain, he's listed – he's 5'9", he is – I'm sorry, 5'8", and 188 pounds. So you're thinking he's a third down back, he's a gadget. If you watch the film of Texas A&M this year, he was getting the yards in between the tackles. I mean, he was running between the tackles, picking up, and he averaged over six yards a carry this year for the Aggies in the SEC week in, week out. Yeah. Uh, he's the real deal. He's my number three running back in this class. I don't I think he's going to be the third running back off the board, but he, I, I like him a lot. I, I've heard a lot of great things about A-Chain for sure. You guys have any other questions about the third round specifically before we – all right, anybody else you want to mention, Brian, or are we ready to move into the fourth? We can go on into the fourth. All right, we're about to move into the fourth round. We're going to uh, take a look at picks 111 and 126, but before we do, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whatever is going on in your life, BetterHelp could be a great option for you. BetterHelp is convenient, flexible, affordable therapy that's custom-built for you. And best of all, it's 100% online, so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And finding the right person is just as easy. Just fill out a short questionnaire, and it'll match you with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time, for any reason, at no additional charge. Look, we all have stuff we're carrying around. And finding someone that you can just talk to, a professional to just talk through it, it really, truly helps. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dogs. All right, now we're diving into the fourth round. We're going to take a look at picks 111, 126. Brian, what do you got for the Browns in this round? So, let's hypothetically say we haven't taken a running back yet. I think some other running backs 
could this, this could definitely be you know the place we talked about. We talked about some of the others that could be there. Uh, off air, we talked about Dwayne McBride from UAB, mm-hmm. uh, who was one of Mel Kuyper's top five running backs during the season. Uh, but his uh, process here has been nil and void as he's been injured. Um, I only wa- watched one UAB game this year, and it was against LSU, and he didn't play. So I was a little disappointed to get to see him in that one. I have gone back and watched his, some of his other tape, and it's it's good. It's yeah. really good. He can catch the ball well. He blocks well. You know, So I think if he is available in this fourth, fifth-round area, it could be a target. Uh, I still think uh, a corner is is potential here, especially a slot, maybe a backup slot, and you'll be hard pressed to find much better tape than Travius Hodges Tomlinson. I think he's the nephew of Ladanian Tomlinson, oh. uh, but he's only five foot seven. <laughs> okay, so, but he played outside corner for TCU and held his own for right. most for most of you know. You very rarely saw him get big boy, but that's not going to happen in the NFL. Right. That will happen. That's why I say he projects in the slot, but his production is great. But he's listed, he, he measured into combat five foot seven and a half, 175 pounds, but runs a four, 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 140. Uh, but, you know, I said he plays bigger than he is 11, uh, 11 foot broad jump, 39, and a half, 39 inch vertical uh, for Hodges Tomlinson. Uh, but his size is, I think, is going to keep him out of the first two days. Yeah. Uh, so if you know at one eleven here, you know if we're still looking at at corner, could be a guy that could be on the radar. Um, some other corners there that I think may be of interest in that spot. Uh, if you're looking for an outside corner, I think Daryl Wooder from South Alabama had one of the the best uh, opponent, like I guess worst po- opponent passer rating against him. Uh, two years. I'm not sure how to say that. Anyway, he was really good <laughs> yeah. at defending and keeping the ball from uh, getting to the receiver. Okay. Uh, especially his junior year, senior year, it came down a little bit, but he still he still had a great year. If we're willing to take a red shirt on a player, maybe here at 111, Garrett Williams from Syracuse. If somebody else hasn't already had this idea, uh, would have been a first round corner, I think, but tore his ACL late in the season. So he's he's going to miss his rookie year. If, if he's on the board here at 111, definitely. And a guy local to Mobile where I am in Alabama, uh, played a high school ball here, but played his collegiate ball at Maryland, uh, Jacorian Bennett, uh, 5'10 uh, corner there, but at the combine ran 4'3 flat as well as um, a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical 11-foot-1 broad jump. Uh, tested 98% athlete there. At the Senior Bowl, he played corner uh, all during the week, but because a lot of players opted out of playing in the game, be it hurt or just didn't want to play, uh, they were left with only three safeties on the team that he played on, so he had to play free safety during the game and ends up getting the game ceiling interception nice. <laughs> out of the safety position. So... He's a guy that I think is going to be very versatile. Uh, also, uh, we talked about special teams. Guys, these are going to be guys that got – he was, you know, one of the better gunners uh, okay. in college football this year and did it uh, at Senior Bowl as well. So, uh, Ja'Cory and Bennett is another guy there at that position. 
That's awesome. We definitely need guys that can play on that special teams units as well because our special teams weren't very good last year. And like you said, depth is the thing here. And you need to be versatile. You need to be able to play multiple roles. Got the luxury right now where we don't need it. It's not a, we have to have this guy start. We have to do this. You know, we have guys that are locked in and going to start. You can develop guys. Yes. And I think developing guys is the the way to go, obviously, for the Browns with all the big money we've got tied up and a lot of starters that, again, like I said before, aren't going to be here, you know, three, four years down the road. It's, It's time to get some of these younger guys in. All right. So outside of that cornerback and running back position, are there any other names here in the fourth round that, you know, you, you would mock or potentially mock to the Browns. There's a couple of guys at safety, I think would be of interest. I, and I know age is a limit here. And some of these guys that I've named off, I, I don't have birthdays listed on my spreadsheet. Maybe I should just for mocking to the Browns if for no other reason, because <laughs> I know on the first two days, they, what is it? If you're older than 22 in your rookie year, they're not drafting you, right? That's kind of the rule. <laughs> I think you're right about yeah. that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like day three, maybe there's some leeway, right. but the first two days, it's no dice. So maybe on day three, a guy like Daniel Scott from Cal, who is one of the better testing safeties, uh, could be could be of interest. Chamari Connor, a former corner, converted to safety. Uh, this past year, played great at the Senior Bowl there, tested well at his pro day, uh, could be of interest from Virginia Tech uh, in that fourth-round area as well. And I'm really high on Jason Taylor from Oklahoma State. I think he's a physical physical safety, downhill tackler, very productive, uh, sure tackler, played the NFL PA Bowl, got called up to the Senior Bowl in midweek, and then like never missed a beat. So he's a guy I like there couple wide receivers I could see being of interest uh, the special teams route uh, that maybe they're on the board here um, Jaden Reed Michigan State is a guy that I think could be a, a, of note uh, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State and a guy that I was really unaware of despite the fact that he played at Stanford uh, was Michael Wilson uh, but tremendous catch radius at senior bowl great route runner uh, and it tested really well uh, at the combine. So just a couple wide receivers there. Yeah. We talked about Jaden Reed with Barry Shuck for a little while. And he thought that what he showed at the senior bowl, the kid has some potential to, to be a star eventually in the league. If you know, he gets on the right team, right coaching and everything, right opportunity. Do you agree with that? I do. A uh, couple other, like, we talked about interior offensive line earlier as well. You start, some of those names we talked about earlier could potentially still be here in the fourth round, so that can carry over. There's a couple other guys, Emil Ikeyor from Alabama. I think he can legit back up all five positions in the offensive line. Started mm-hmm. as an offensive tackle at Alabama before kicking in a guard, played center all week at the Senior Bowl, and held his own. Another guy who was a, who was a starting right tackle for Old Dominion, uh, probably projects as a guard to the NFL, but he played center all week at senior role as well, and that's Nick Saldaveri, uh, except Mold Dominion, a guy that I think could be on the board. And if we're looking for just straight centers, maybe backups here, Alex Forsyth, Oregon, Ricky Stromberg, uh, Arkansas, a couple of guys, fourth, fifth, sixth round. I mean, they, they could be anywhere on this day, early day three range. Okay. the um, What was the guy's name from Alabama? How do you say it? Emil Ikior. Ikior. 
E K I Y O R. Oh, I put an E in place of the Y. I almost had it. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I did. But anyway, oh, um, that sounds like the kind of guy I feel like Andrew Barry might be pretty high on too. It's the value at that position to be able to play every spot on the yep. O line when you see how often the injuries come. Tackle, guard, center doesn't really matter. They happen. So nope. if you got a guy that he's not solely designated to one of those spots, correct? That's a luxury right there. Yep. Yeah, I know all about what uh, those late season injuries that offensive line can do to a run there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <yeah>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Brian. Let's let's bring her home. Fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. I know we a lot of these guys that you've mentioned fill spots in multiple rounds. Well, you know, depending on how far they fall and drop and things like that. So. Anybody we haven't talked about yet that you think the Browns might be looking at in these later rounds? There's a wide receiver that I think the Browns are going to be in love with in that fifth, sixth round area because of what he can do on special teams. He can be a big slot receiver, and that's Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Uh, Mingo is six foot one and two twenty six, but thirty two inch arms, big big mitts, four four six in the forty. Uh, Bench press 22 pounds. We don't have any of the other testing yet. I assume we'll get that at the pro day. But uh, as of right now, he's a 99% athlete at the wide receiver position. Oh, my So, like I said, that yeah. may change, you know, once we get his agilities and, and explosion uh, tests in. But I think he would fit in great uh, with that Browns offense as the number four wide receiver. A um, couple of tight ends that I think, you know, day three – I don't think tight end is going to be a spot they're going to look at early, um, especially when you consider this guy's probably at best going to be third on the depth chart, depending on what happens with uh, the kid from Ford Atlantic, uh, Harrison Bryant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, is is he going to be around? I, I don't know. Uh, but you figure Jordan Akins is in, but you may need that third, maybe even fourth guy, maybe a practice squad guy that ends up, you know, we talked about all these draft picks are going to make the 53 if you even use them all. So this guy, you know, you take one in the sixth, seventh round, you're looking at someone like uh, Cameron Latu from uh, Alabama. There's a bigger uh, in-line blocker that I think would be of, of interest to them, Payne Durham from Purdue. Uh, guys, and if you're looking for that super versatile fullback, H-back, tight end, uh, you know, used to have a guy who was the North Superback or whatever they called him. I can't remember his name. He played at Northwestern. Uh Everybody loved when he was there. Are you talking? Uh, not a. Uh, yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah. Now I, I I can picture who it was now, but I cannot think of the name. You're right. It'll uh, it'll come, like, Brian. Keep going. Well, I don't feel like Dan something or another. Anyway, uh, Hunter Lipke from North Dakota State. Uh, we don't have any. He, he got injured before the Senior Bowl, so not sure we're going to get any workouts on him. But he was, I mean, double digit touchdowns. Uh, this past year for the Bison, he's a, should have been at the Senior Bowl, but had the injury uh, late in the year. There kept him out, and that's probably going to keep him out of the workouts as well. But Hunter Lipke, if you're looking for that Kyle Buschek type of player, that's this guy in this draft. It's uh, it's him, and to a lesser extent, you could say the same thing about Braden Willis from Oklahoma. Uh, but with this six three two thirty nine, didn't test all that great at the combine, but he's another that could be that fullback H back. Uh, tight end type guy. All right, and then whoa, hey, Blake's here. Look at that. Oh, whoa, hey, whoa, buddy. Wow. Where the heck did you come from? Uh, I I heard a poof because Justin remembered the name of that fullback. 
Danny but I Vitale. didn't realize that was you. So what yeah. was the name of that fullback? Danny Vitale. There we go. Or was it Blake Renneker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, you must have been on his mind because here you are. Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> Brian, it's nice to see you again. Long time no see. Good to see you again, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just wrap this, you know, the draft pick discussion up with, were there any other names here in the later rounds that you had, you know, in, in store for the Browns? I think of this, I mean, in the seventh round, and I'm not, like I said, I'm like you guys, I'm not 100% convinced we ever see this pick, uh, yeah. or you guys see this pick anyway, but in my mock draft, I've got them going linebacker in the seventh round, because I had I didn't address that position at any point. I just feel like it's a, I'm not going to call it a luxury, but it's more as a depth signing if the guy even makes the roster. It's all special teams all the time, and I think that's a guy, so you want to look for these just headhunters, you know, at that position, guys are going to go bust. They can't bust the wedge anymore. But you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guys are going to you know make the plays on special teams. Guy I really like with that attitude uh, from the senior bowl. And this guy was hitting people in practice when they just had the shoulder pads and helmets on. That was it. He was he was head button in practice, and that was Aubrey Miller Jr. from Jackson State, uh, five listed at five eleven two twenty nine. But man, packs a punch. Uh, has has some pass rush ability uh on a blitzer ability there and so i don't know uh their pro day i think is this week or may have been yesterday so we'll get some official he wasn't a combine invite so we'll get some numbers on him at that point but uh a guy who we do have some good numbers on is servasier dennis from pitt a guy i think is going to be available in that sixth seventh round area uh as well as yazer abdullah from louisville another guy that i think could be in that linebacker role late uh, and maybe even a couple of some of these that they haven't gone corner yet. Some other guys that I like in the sixth, seventh round: Miles Brooks from Louisiana Tech, uh, Corey Trice from Purdue, former safety, now corner, big guy, big corner, uh, but very fast, very athletic. So just just a couple other names to get to know. Yeah, and I think at this point in this exercise, it's just important for you know fans <laughs> to hear the names that you know could be options because let's face it. At that point in the draft, most fans don't know any of these players anyway, like Blake alluded yeah. to. And, you know, but you still want to watch it. So it's kind of like you want to root for a guy, but you don't really know who they are. So having these names in the back of your head, it's like, oh, maybe Brian talked about that guy. Maybe, maybe I'll pull for the Browns to draft him. It's wild because you're going to see names that, and it'll even be from the, the schools that you've watched. You, you'll see guys from Ohio State or Michigan. You're like, oh, I kind of remember him. You know, that was like when Tommy Togi got drawn this late. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's fun. Not, not everybody is hardcore and has spreadsheets with 1,400 names on them like I do. So, yeah. You know, it's uh, – and believe it or not, there was actually we, – we had our final spreadsheet last year had 1,503 names on it, and there was one player that got drafted that was not on our spreadsheet. That's impressive. Wow. it's impressive. Who was it? It was a guy from Yale. <laughs> it was a safety from Yale that I think went in the seventh round to the Colts. Wow, that's crazy. I don't want to put him on the spot, but do you do you remember um, last year uh, if D'Anthony Bell was on your spreadsheet? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's, that's yes. super cool. We've had him on the show. He's a super – so I was just curious to see if you had him on your uh, spreadsheet last year. Yeah, his uh, – uh, I, I try to keep up with – passively with UWF, uh, the University of West Florida, because they're – 
50 miles. Their campus is 50 miles from my, my front porch. So I kind of passively keep up with them a little bit. So if they have a player that is, you know, plays enough, pretty much if a player is in an all-star game, he automatically goes on the list. I don't care which all-star game it is. We're, 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 we're putting them on there. Cool. Um, I think, Brian, that before we wrap this up, I kind of want to go back to a discussion we had before Blake, you know, just kind of popped in here. And um, I want to get your opinion on, he asked, would you guys, or how would you feel about the Browns drafting a running back in the third round, third or fourth round? And he listed off some names. So go ahead and. So, I don't know. I Maybe for the first time in my life, the Browns, I think, are kind of drafting for luxury. So there's not any, like, huge immediate needs that I can think of, especially with the free agency we've had. Um, I would think maybe, well, not, not even wide receiver anymore. We just signed two, mm-hmm. you know. So um, are you thinking there's, like, a Nick Chubb replacement down the road? I'm saying it's it's something that you have to keep in the back of your mind because, I mean, I've there's different podcasts and such. I've listened to not you guys, but there's others that, you know, is Nick Chubb all the market. I think that's you know, crazy. Could he be moved? I don't think he is, but at some point, when does it become counterproductive to your team building to be paying a running back the amount of money that you're paying Nick Chubb? The Bengals are finding that out now with Joe Mixon where that 12 and 12.7 million dollar cap hit he's got's kind of an albatross right now around their neck when you're trying to extend Burrow, you're trying to extend T. Higgins, trying to extend Logan Wilson. So you could use that $12.7 million and actually you know, go to players that are going to be around. Uh, Der- Tennessee and Derrick Henry. Kind of, and he's still at the top of his game, right? Wow. Same with Nick Chubb. But at what point does it become counterproductive to the building the rest of your team where you could draft a guy in the third round. I'm at this point now where if I was a team, I would just start drafting running backs in the third round every year. Just every third round pick dedicated <laughs> to a running back. And we'll just keep cycling these guys out every three years. Because that's kind of you know where it's at. Giving a running back a second contract almost becomes just this huge burden. And a lot of teams are finding that out. You know, the Giants, I think, are it hasn't quite get them yet because they haven't given Barkley that second contract. But if they did... They'd be in a hurt right now. Yeah, and I mean, you saw it with Zeke. You, you're seeing it with uh, Dalvin Cook being talked about, let go or traded. It, it's just, a, you're right, it's a thing to keep in the back of your head. There were some names that he listed that would honestly be great sidekicks in this offense, I think, for Nick with Nick Chubb. That's what Jerome Ford is. <laughs> well, we're talking about a smaller, like more of like a receiving like speed a scat back. back. Yeah. Okay. Duke Johnson. Okay. I My thing with Nick Chubb is I get most running backs, I think, I don't want to call them interchangeable, but, um, you know, you can get similar production from cheaper people. But I think there's a couple that are special, and I think Nick Chubb's like one of the special ones. And I also think the Browns are in their, their very small window. You know, if we were trying to build towards the window, then maybe I would think, you know, trade Nick Chubb so you can put more pieces. But – how many more pieces do the Browns really need right now? We're in this two-year window where, like, now's the time to go do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess it depends on what your team's goal is currently for, you know, with what you would want to do with the running back. I think it's important, too, that his load management for years was kind of capped. That has helped. You know what I mean? I always think about Todd Gurley. Like, oh. man, there for a while there was no one better. You know what I mean? He was a top three running back, and then literally he his legs just – stopped working basically his knees just gave out on him 
Yeah. And I think he was only, what, 30, 31? That's three years up the road for Nick Chubb. Oh, when... Uh, Todd, well, Gurley, Todd Gurley's probably only like 28 right now. Yeah, he's, no he's, way. Yeah, yeah, they were on the same team. Oh, yeah, and, and, and uh, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. I didn't know he was that young. Yes. Yeah, he just had no ACLs. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, I think he was like 25 when it ended. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought, he was a little bit, I thought he was a little bit uh, older than that. No, so wow. I just think it depends on what your team, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yep. because I think the Browns are very much in their window. Yeah, this was not, I mean, we were not discussing it earlier as a Nick Chubb replacement. It was more of that depth piece or that kind of who can do what Nick Chubb isn't primarily used for, which is a lot of pass catching. I mean, Felton has not lived up to any of that role. I mean, I wouldn't be anti that, like just because, like I said, I think we're drafting almost every pick for luxury. Right. All right, does anybody have any other questions for Brian before we let him go? It's always a pleasure, brother. It's a lot of It's always a treat, man. Yes. Glad I could be here, guys. Was there anything always, else you wanted to do? chatting it up with you. <laughs> anything else that you wanted to talk about, Brian? Just follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. And like I said, if you uh, if if watching the entire watching an entire live stream of the draft with the draft countdown crew is your thing, uh go ahead and go to youtube.com slash the draft countdown, hit that subscribe button and uh hit the little notification bell. We go live every Wednesday night. Saturday morning, eight thirty. Set your alarms. He's mock drafting. Draftcountdown.com. Browns mock draft yep. coming up. That's there right. we go. That's right. Awesome. And we appreciate you being here. It's always fun having you on. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, brother. Well, we want to thank Brian for joining us again today. It's always awesome when we have him on the show. One of our longest running guests now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, what, three years in a row we've had him on? Yep. So we're building kind of a rapport with these people. <laughs> you know, again, I mentioned in the open before I stepped out professionalism at an all-time high here at the dogs <laughs> podcast so it's super cool having guests on all the time uh we hope you guys like them uh, make sure to head to draftcountdown.com on saturday morning 8 30 a.m eastern time for his full browns mock draft you don't want to miss that especially if you know you're into the browns and mock drafts uh, uh once again a reminder about our t-shirt contest make sure you head to the dogspodcast.com slash win for all the details on that you can get a free brownie the elf podcaster t-shirt uh we're gonna be picking winners on what draft night yep so uh and you can get i mean the more times you enter the more chance you have to win yeah you can enter up to three times yeah so it's it's uh it's a good it's a good contest get yourself some free merch uh so do all that join the dogs.com to become a dog pack member and uh so hopefully if you guys haven't done that you will so you can watch this upcoming after hours episode which is going to be lit yes oh which boy. Is the kids, say. The kids say that's what the kids uh, say they say but if not we still like you and we'll see you guys next week Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.